Hey, you are listening to the Arkia podcast. I am Utsav Kamboj and I am obsessed with helping architects and designers navigate through their work life and achieve their goals. So in today's episode, we have a very special guest, architect Hiren Patel, principal architect at Hiren Patel Architects. Hi. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Okay. Yeah, Thank you nice. so much for being in this live session. Okay, good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. All right. What? I'm doing good. When I posted about this live session, I was flooded with messages. People are so excited to. Uh, hear from you and uh, you know know your story as an architect so yeah. you started uh, practicing in 1989 your firm has completed 30 years now and it's been such a long journey so please share with us what were how did you start what was your journey as a practicing architect the first few years of your practice okay see i graduated from sect from amdavad i'm basically i'm, I'm basically from amdavad so Luckily, I could get uh, admission in SET, and I studied five years. We had a like a, a diploma. Uh, it's it's always called like a diploma, but it's a equivalent to degree at that time. <clears throat> so, Bachelor of Architecture. And uh, I uh, in my th- third year, I went to exchange program uh, to Switzerland. Uh, so I study for uh, uh, one semester, six months, and then. another six months uh, i just uh, did kind of uh, backpack and traveling to europe and also work for two months three months to, I, i mean i took one uh, semester job and took a little uh, uh, apprenticeship with some architect there and then whatever little you earn i travel for the next uh, one and a half month to europe and then i was back and then after i got graduated Again, I went for one year to Switzerland to work with because I had also friend in Switzerland. So I worked there. Then after that, I came back and started my own practice. So <clears throat> obviously, when you start a new work, basically your friends and relatives uh, are the one who would trust you, and uh, that's how you will begin with your project from your home only. So I did an extension of my own house. and uh, that's that's the beginning and that's how it started getting into the work and then i worked for my brothers uh, and then some friends and then that's how it started working on actual working projects yeah. uh i would right. say that uh, so i did not have really much of experience uh, except the working in sizzle for one year and straight away i had a job because my brother had some good project uh, of real estate and uh, i joined with them and uh, uh, initially that's how the practice got started and i was for me it's uh, work is uh, like uh, like uh, i would say like a worship i mean you don't have to really see that this is uh, i mean obviously when you come out you have lots of dreams and you think <clears throat> this this kind of the project i will only do i will do only museums and kind of thing but you know the life is tough and whatever you get has to put your faith and you have to put your everything into that your heart into that and if you do that thing every kind of work is equally good so that's what i love right. that uh, one doesn't have to really worry about what whatever small or big project you get you just get involved fully and and i think uh, uh, you are in the real practice so i mean nobody will uh, take a side i mean if, if you are a student your professor will come and teach you if you are less weak in the designing where in reality if you are weak in designing people will just throw you away so you have to really work very hard and people will never give you a second chance no so that that's a kind of thing one is really understand yeah right 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 so in the first few years of your practice what kind of struggles did you face and how did you overcome them okay <clears throat> Yes, uh, I mean uh, I started my office uh, from home only because uh, that's how you start. And luckily, in terms of our profession, you don't require uh, such a kind of equipment. I mean, you, what you require is uh, your own uh, capability of working, and maybe later on you add some kind of uh, 
a uh, little help for making drawings and like that. So it's, it's obviously it's, it's, it's begin with the one one draft person and then we had a one more and that's how the small slowly the team got built up. Yes, uh, the time when we started practice, uh, the competition just had come. So basically, um, uh, I would say uh, uh, we were still working with the manual drawing. So now you have to actually prepare the things, uh, draw on the paper. If it's a brochure you have to make, you have to really work very hard to do manual drawings and things like that. So uh, the two day what we do in one day, maybe we take one week to work upon. So we had to, we used to work day and night. I mean, uh, for me, uh, the day will begin early morning. Uh, by nine o'clock, I'm in the office and I will work all, all day. And after dinner, I will, I will again start working on that thing. So slowly, the first year was like that. I started working from home and then slowly shifted to the one more place. And um, uh, it's a little small office and with the two people or uh, drafting people and then one architect friend who, was studying so when there was a vacation, he used to also come and work for a while, and that's how the uh, practice began. So day would end around uh, two, one o'clock or two o'clock in the night, uh, preparing for the drives, and that's how uh, it was. Only work, work, and work. I, I would say nothing else. Yes, I do like uh, uh, little sports. So that time I used to do uh, kind of swimming in the evening for an hour, but rest of the things was only uh, a focus to the work. Yeah. Right. So, according to you, what are the most important habits or skills that an architect needs to keep working on throughout their work life? Sorry, can you repeat again? Uh, what are some important skills or habits that an architect needs to keep working on and keep evolving on in their work life? Okay. Uh, for me, uh, the kind of our profession is that you really require kind of experience because. Uh, before coming to the actually kind of uh, practice. And uh, for that, uh, one has to really work, uh, if you want to shorten that thing, you have to work more and more and more. So we don't have any kind of uh, shortcut, I would say. So uh, basically you have to constantly work and uh, be uh, like a student throughout the throughout the life. I mean, I, I, I do have lots of uh, good example of my memory where uh, you look, you obviously, you, you look at the, your mentor. In our time, we had a, I mean, obviously, we have Balkish uh, Dosi from Ahmedabad, which we all admire, he's a Pritzker Award winner. And then Charles Koryashar, we used to admire a lot about his work. And uh, I do remember that uh, he said something very nice that, you know, I mean, you are always, being a young architect, you are always very worried about that what you are doing is right or wrong or uh, what would be the result. Because when I started my own practice, uh, my one of the first projects was a real estate project. And it was almost about, I would say, more than uh, 400, 500 uh, families going to live there. And it was a massive project and I was working. And uh, I used to doubt for myself because uh, I have to see that it's the uh, first of that. Uh, I uh, know people when you work uh, for a real estate project, people will look at you in a different perspective uh, because uh, it's, it's not a kind of uh, 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 the dream project for you. Uh, and uh, people would really uh, um, uh, look at you that oh, you are such a brilliant student, you are so good at it, but you are doing, you are working for kind of builders, no? And, and, uh, and I mean, in the time when we were doing practice, I mean, it was uh, relatively quite uh, difficult. Nowadays, even builders want to make something very beautiful. So, but the time of us, uh, it was uh, relatively a uh, bit, uh, uh, I would say, tough uh, to fight with yourself. No, I, I was, uh, frankly speaking, I was really ashamed at that moment that, oh my God, I'm working for some builders work. And people are going to look at you. People, I, I, I had a little fear to go back to my college and say that my professor will say, oh, what, what is wrong with you, guy? You are so good and you are working for better. But what I realized by doing that, because when I'm on the drafting board, basically for me, work is like a worship. And when you are on a drafting board, I just forget everything and I want to do the best of best with our client. And here, what, what are the clients? One of the finest clients, no? the two-bedroom apartment project. And the 
people who are going to use i don't know who are there but they have a desire to have first their own houses their own money so i i i literally wanted to like i used to pray to the lord that uh, let me give me good courage or let me make a sensible designer that whatever i design i'm playing with the life of some uh, 500 plus families and uh, no it was uh, constantly kind of a pressure on me at that age that whatever i do would be right or wrong uh, luckily obviously the uh, when the builder uh, approved your plan definitely uh, they are quite doable that's why you give allow you to do that so that's how the, i mean the plan was very much appreciated and uh, i used to go while during construction was there i used to sit in the mount of uh, sand where the you know, raw material is there and i used to sit in the evening late night and thinking my god so many families so many children will be playing over here and what kind of atmosphere will be there luckily when the uh, end results came uh, kind of this open space i wouldn't say that architecture marvel but in terms of the functionality and in some in terms of flow of the plan in terms of the draftsman tradition in terms of uh, i i really wanted to bring the happiness among all families and uh, i i do go often back to so those kind of my early project and i heard i mean i heard that uh, uh, the people say we are, we are very happy i mean we prosper for we got prosperity from this place i mean so that's that's like a blessing so i would say that in the beginning uh, i just work like that and uh, as i said about charles coria he said that uh, you are on railway station and if you if you missed your one train don't worry for that because there is a next train is going to come so that's that's a good learning i i thought that if i am working i have to constantly check what i am doing or what we are doing if there is some error just uh, understand that and see that you don't repeat that but don't worry because there is a next chance is always going to come then because you are already in practice so that that's how the kind of uh, uh, <clears throat> encouragement came i do remember that i went to, i went to my honeymoon uh, my wife is a dentist and we both went to bhutan and nepal and in my trip i met around 35 sketches i had people were really still laugh on me that what did you do you went for sketching trip or you went for your uh, honeymoon so i, I was that uh, kind of into that thing and on the way back uh, I, i i i wanted to see just korea and then uh, i went to his office one one day i took appointment by sending a fax and i went and i took my sketchbook and he was he was just flipping about my sketchbook and he stopped at one place and he said what is this and that was one project i was doing for another project of hyra's apartment 10 story building apartment and he said this is a beautiful design so i that gave me so much of encouragement because uh, for a genius architect he didn't uh, say that okay this is bungalow this is a real real estate project uh, he 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 could find the quality in that design and that really give me boosting and i say okay whatever the kind of work you do just make sure that you you do the best and you don't have to really worry in terms of uh, uh, whether it's a, a small house or apartments or any or interior or whatever kind of thing so that's how, that's how it happened i i i do remember i you have to be like always like a student and kept keep on working i went to glen market master class in 2005 Uh, Glen Macart is a Pritzker Award from Pritzker Award winner architect from Australia, and he runs uh, the master class for fifteen days. And I, I do remember that uh, on the last day when we had the farewell party, we were all in the Sydney Harbour and we were uh, in, inside the ship, and uh, we were waiting for Glen Macart to come. And when uh, architect Glen Macart came, I was standing outside. I am a person I don't drink, and uh, I am. Uh, Like you know, kind of very good at socializing. So I was sitting on the corner of a balcony of a seat, and he came to me and he said, uh, "The the he, like we were just talking, and suddenly we observed that there was some kind of solar panel in the ship, and it, it was getting open and closed, open and closed in the middle of the late evening. So there was no sun. So he he asked that he didn't know what could be the reason that things are happening. So I I said I I gave my own kind of guess about what. Why it is happening like that? And then again, we were busy to kind of uh, celebration party. He disappeared, 
and he disappeared for 15 minutes. He came back after 15 minutes, and he said, "Hiran, you know why this uh, flip flip top uh, the solar panels are moving up and down?" I said, "Sir, no." Uh, so he said, "I went inside. I met Captain, and he had his son. He was playing with the pedal, uh, and that's how the, the it was getting up and down. So there was childlike curiosity. He was not satisfied why it was there. I felt so ashamed that time." That oh my god, he went inside and then he showed me his sketchbook. And sketchbook, he had all the diagram sections and uh, about the ship and everything. So he finished his work and he was back to the party. And that day was a, a big, big learning that at the age of less than more than 70 years old man, he still carries his sketchbook. Maybe those still carry his sketchbook and they grow. So we are just, just new people. So that is what uh, you have to be like a child throughout your career life. And you always have to be like a student. That's that's what I actually learned. And I, I would say that uh, to, for the students or the young architect, uh, especially for students, they have to also see that uh, the world is. Uh, I mean, nowadays you can always go to the, any 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 website of any architecture college. You can go to Denmark, you can go to Japan, you can go to architecture Association of London or uh, SIAP in the USA, and you can see what kind of work students are doing and what. Are you doing it? And then you can actually compare yourself. And uh, I mean, you have to see, uh, you have to be at par with the student across the globe. I mean, so that's a good learning because now the world has become shrink down. You have all information of everything which we never had at our time. We used to get one, uh, only one architecture magazine of India was inside, outside, and that was one of the only, uh, now today you have so many things. So I would say that you can always. Compare with the rest of the world and keep working, keep working, keep working. Never give up. Study and learning. That's why I would say this would consider it. Right, right. Right, right. Uh, almost all of us have artistic qualities. Uh, right. That fade away eventually because we get so much used to softwares and digitization. But uh, you have always had this keen interest of uh, putting your thoughts through watercolors, and you still do that. So how do you keep that habit alive even now? Okay, uh, it's quite interesting. See, if I connect uh, my all the, the dots, uh, no, I, I can actually find a common thread out of that. Uh, I, I, I was staying and opposite my house there was a dean of NID, National Institute of Design, which is one of the finest uh, institute of Ahmedabad. He used to do that and his house was so fantastic, it was all exposed uh, brick house and uh, whoever the relative used to come over house, they always used to ask us questions that why these people are not plastering the house, do they have money but they don't have money. And uh, uh, we, I used to love that exposed concrete brick house. And that's how I got, let's say, inclined towards something called an architecture, and that's how I entered the architecture. And uh, in our first year uh, and second year, uh, we have uh, the painting class, and we had a, uh, one very renowned artist called Piraji Shadra. He's from Ahmedabad. He's, he's, he's no more. He was of the same caliber of M. S. Kushen and they were Frank, and you know? so he was our professor. And he used to work constantly. Whenever we go, he's always at the basement of SEP uh, campus. That basement is also now given name of Piraj Sagra basement. So he used to be always there, keep on working, and he keeps on chatting with people, but his hands is always working with the, whatever sculpture is working or painting or something. So uh, we learned a painting under him. And that was the first, uh, for, first uh, I would say, the three semester uh, uh, was compulsory. After that, you, elect, uh, you don't have to take it. But you have elective, so you take maybe ceramic, you take photography, you take computer. For me, what happened? I every time I took painting uh, as a my study. So what happened after second year, third year, when I took the painting classes, I was only student because uh, uh, nobody would go in painting because nobody liked to take painting. Where I I was, uh, it's almost become like a, a, a guru and sister kind of relationship because I'm the only student and it's there. So he would ask Hiran, this semester, what do you do? Let's let's take watercolor and let's do the landscaping. Next year, let's say the portrait and draw. So we both had a good time that way. And I somehow uh, learned so many skills of 
it's almost for me it's what happened i did almost like my finance graduation with pirai sagra what the finance student would learn i did along with my architecture by incident i had no idea about that but i learned so many technique of painting and things like that so that that's uh, that was something like a become like a blessing for me when i i came out and then i i used to carry sketchbook i i always remember the vividoshi sir always wearing a kind of sort with a big pocket and he always keep his pen and uh, sketchbook and he always say he design his own sorts and he say i will design my pocket as per my uh, sketchbook diary and he always have a habit of carrying that but yeah see what happen when somebody tells you you don't understand right but if some incident happen to you you remember for me so i did, i did, i precisely remember the uh, when i went to exchange program in switzerland uh, for the first time uh, uh, whenever people would ask i used to go and travel and sketch and kind of thing but very casual very randomly and uh, on the time when I, i i was supposed to come back to india there was one uh, architect student a senior than me who had come in exchange program to india before us uh, so he was one year uh, senior than me So he had called me for a dinner at his place, and then I was uh, at his uh, room, and then uh, what I saw, everything was like a uh, Indian. He bought a uh, nice uh, cushion cover from India, and everything. It was all Indian, comfortable environment was created for me because I was going to come for dinner, and then there was a record player was there, uh, all the uh, classical music was there. So I was very comfortable, and he he did ask, kept on asking about India culture, everything, and I kept saying about India. And then he he said, "Here you sit. I will go into the kitchen and I will prepare something for food for you." So I I I was alone there. And on the corner, I saw there was a couple of uh, sketchbooks were lying there. So I picked up one, and I flipped them, and it was a beautiful sketchbook of all Himalayas village houses with fine detail, like a, a 0.5 pencil drawing, so something like very much like a normal first way of sketching. And beautiful with written all details and everything. Every page was like a masterpiece. I got zapped. And then um, when he came uh, came to the room, his name was Rene. So I said, Rene, how come? What are what are these? He said, Yeah, it was a sketchbook here, and I did. I went for one uh, one week or ten days training in Himalaya, and I made this sketchbook. And then I I go both and get me. Kapo to khul bhi nahi nikalta na. Like I was frozen completely. I got shocked. I said, "My God! In ten days, this guy can make such kind of beautiful sketchbook." He was in Ahmedabad. He must have made so many sketchbooks, sketches of Ahmedabad Pole. And as an Indian, I kept all six months talking about India, and I did not know anything about Switzerland, like the way he knows about India. I still is so curious about to learn about uh, India. So that clicked me, and I said, "That's the way to make a sketchbook." So that's how I I uh, I learn about documenting, sketching whenever I used to go. So that's how that's something really click uh, me because I could experience that. So when I went for second time to Switzerland, I could sketch much more. Then whenever I used to travel, I kept on uh, doing sketching, sketching, sketching. So that's become an actually tool for me. For us, uh, like uh, we are like halfway because we never learn computers. It came once we were in the practice. So we are not as good like a student or tutor in the computer. For me, I completely agree that if you are good at computer and if you are not good at drawing, then drawing is okay because you have another skill. So, but the sketchbook works well because I was reading today also about Lee Corbusier somewhere that he said when you sketch, when you sketch, you cannot lie. What you do is always true. So that's the beauty of the power of sketch. So I I I always had a habit of sketching, and because I learned painting, I combine both techniques. So I I I sketch something like a painting, and I, when I paint, I think of architecture. So that that's for example, like a morning today morning only. I I I just uh, uh, I just I try to sketch something watercolor, a nice uh, uh, flower, and there are the perfume bottles, and I just do. So basically, a few days before. I was doing something like this, like the flower in the wow. background, the like a flower. Today I got everything something different, like an objects. So then I just created the surrounding objects, the completely reverse system. 
or maybe I uh, saw somebody in the home they're uh, making uh, something. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, at home because they're all free. We were experimenting the cinnamon rolls and we prepared. So we did that and then I we gave the black and white background. So for me, what happened? These are the architecture forms. So um, when I do painting, uh, that helps me to create the kind of composition. And when uh, let's say I I try to make a sketches of the project. For example, I just I was working today. So there was like kind of really fun and you wanted to create kind of pavilion. So uh, there I would purposefully uh, try to make a, a kind of a architecture drawing more like a painting. So I would uh, paint. Maybe sometimes I, I would even paint the cloud in a different color and kind of thing because I am uh, trying to find beyond the normal kind of things. So uh, I think sketching has become a good tool for me. I mean, uh, and when also when uh, also I I have, I am not good at AutoCAD, but uh, I'm good at the uh, SketchUp. Uh, I'm not as good like a student who are uh, doing. But for me, I I would always work with a very sketchy model of that because. That's the tool I will use. So when I use uh, SketchUp, I will always draw. I will not add the details because you are still working with the form. So I, I'm I'm still learning the technique of uh, working with the uh, SketchUp. That how can I the way I use in computer I the freehand I would like to use that. So I'm sure that <clears throat> there are ways of doing to work in very abstract way. So you can go beyond the kind of thing. We don't want to make like an illustration, but we want to go further beyond out of that. So right. yeah, uh, luckily uh, I, I I have a connection. I keep on buying lots of paintings and kind of thing, and uh, lots of artists are a good friend of me. So I I keep on going. I'm in that circle. I mean, people, if there is exhibition, they will call me. If there is kind of seminar, they will call me. So I will, I'm equally into the art field. I um, I would say. Like like an artist, I equally work. And as I said that uh, in my college, I was like uh, I did almost like fine arts kind of studies. In my professional practice, also I'm equally working like an artist for my own fun, and I try to understand. So that's how that keeps keeps on me working with the paintings and this things. And I keep on taking the advice from there. For example, I I, I do remember that uh, uh, when when I I made uh, when I I made, made this painting. I had drawn. Uh, I what happened? I had drawn, and there were some flowers in the uh, back, background of my uh, house, and there, uh, the this flowers were there. I kept on there and I took one picture, and uh, then I sent uh, I sent to the one of the artists, and he said, "Why can't you draw the more uh, more of this? I have drawn one two here, and he said, "Why can't you fill up the whole thing?" And then that was a beautiful thing, and then I uh, added more flowers, and completely got changed, you know. So see, uh, I mean, you have to be always student. I mean, you don't have to say I, I have become master. If you try to get kind of tips from something, for for me, even today when we are working on project, I I always tell my students who comes for uh, their practical training, I always call them they are like angels. They come and they fly away. They come for three months. They come for six months. They fly away. But I always say they come and I say think of something. And if they are doodling and they are trying something. Some bright idea happens by looking at them, and that's how the project gets improved. Yeah. Right, right. So in all of the projects, there's this amazing blend of art and sculpture. So how do you think that these help in defining architecture for us? Sorry, there's a blend. Uh, of... Blend of art and sculptures in your design style. So how do you think these help in defining architecture in yeah. today's world? Okay. See, uh, for me, like uh, design the project is uh, see there are different way of working. There are certain kind of architectural practice. They will uh, prepare the plan, design everything. They will go to construction drawing, finish the entire working drawing set and complete, and the project is done. You go to the next one, and as per your design, the project goes on. <clears throat> for 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 me in our office at HPA, we call. <clears throat> We work like in uh, working on canvas, so it's a live canvas for us. So we constantly look for an idea to improve upon. So principal design is uh, principal design has been finalized. The work is on, <clears throat> but uh, there's a constantly kind of thinking journey of mind is always there to add something without, let's say, damaging the structure or modifying so it become expensive. 
but keep on looking for something. So that's the kind of technique we have learned. We have find the way to buy out the time. So while the construction is going on, let's say if you want to think, okay, between kitchen and uh, dining, I will think something else. So we will cloud, we will not do any kind of work there. We keep on working and then slowly we will come with a brighter idea. So what happens, there is a constant. This is a, not a very good way of practice because you spend so much of your time. And there is a lot of pressure on you because uh, you are constantly, it's a life, the project is going on and still you want to work on something. And you, even you can't tell to your client, you even can't tell your engineer, say, okay, I want to see something. Otherwise, they think, okay, I'm, uh, what are you, what is this? Like you are already given drawings and you are still thinking. So you have to really work in a way. Sometimes what happens for me, even the design team is very happy, the clients are very happy. The engineers are very happy, but I'm, I'm not happy from inside because we want to push our own barrier. We want to change our orbit from this to higher orbit. So constantly keep on working on that aspects uh, uh, to create. So that, uh, I would say the way the artist works on sculpture or the painting, I try to adopt that way of working in architecture. So there's a constant kind of thing, and uh, for that it doesn't require that you have to be excited, you know, because now in this, because of technology, there are lots of video pictures come, uh, WhatsApp images come, come, and you keep on working. While working, you just uh, you can call your engineer say, why don't you send the, these corner pictures because I I'm thinking something. So that's how like, and then I keep on saying with even uh, to the engineer team that here I because you want to do something. So then uh, that, that's actually in a way quite nice that uh, even the engineer also he feels the part of him, you know, like, like that. So whenever we work at the project, I always tell our uh, engineers, especially PMC people, because PMC people are the one who keeps on uh, throwing one email after one email on you that this is pending, this is pending, this is pending. So I always tell, look, this is, we are playing like a match and we want to win the match. So we are all the team. So if I am weak in this, uh, the corner, you just cover me. If you are weak, I will cover it. But our goal has to be that we make a beautiful building and that's how let's not have any kind of complaints on. Because in today's time, it's a very professional. I and mean, the way I speak, it is never that easy because uh, any mistake people will not tolerate. And no, you have to answer that and we are accountable for that as well. So that, that's, uh, that's where, uh, I mean, you have to uh, work, keep on working very hard. But it's the process of architecture has become like that. Uh, it's, it's more of, more of creating a form and look for the master strokes uh, whenever you can add up one. And that's how the architecture happens. So, yes, but I would say the principally the models and theories are done. So they are almost that. But slowly, if, uh, if there are little addition uh, and uh, changes uh, in terms of uh, more, more refinement of it. Because uh, any kind of such kind of scale of project, I mean, you can't design overnight. So you keep on working slowly to detail and see that uh, without damaging or without uh, wasting the money of your client, uh, you still do the better uh, uh, result. Yeah, absolutely. So in your projects like the Courtyard House, the Frill House, Gopin Farm, there's this amazing, uh, the uh, landscape and architecture, both parts are working cohesively. So what is your theory behind making both of them work together? Right. See, uh, at uh, our office, we, we, work, uh, we work with everything. I mean, we work architecture, interior designing, and landscape designing. So that, that's how uh, this, everything is a one. We can't actually segregate them. Even in some project, if uh, <clears throat> some, uh, somebody else is there, we still interfere working with our uh, landscaping because uh, what I say that uh, we cannot segregate architecture, interior designing, and landscaping. Uh, uh, totally, uh, in uh, this practice, there is always three agency or three designers will come upon, and I would say that it's like uh, there is one canvas, and three genius are working. Three genius painters are working. One is architect, one is interior designer, and one is landscape designer. So there are chances of having conflicts, or chances of having uh, your painting canvas get damaged because everybody has their own philosophy. It's not that uh, nobody is right, but Everybody has a different way of thinking, so we, we need to synchronize the thing. So, uh, for uh, for me, that's become very important that we would like to work everything together. It works very well for me as a journey. As I say that I uh, let's say when I started, I, I got uh, graduate in architecture, and I, that's how I started my practice in architecture. 
Uh, interior designing came later because uh, for, uh, interior designing actually become like a bread and butter for you that uh, you don't have any architecture project and then you get some interior designing and you take it. So most of the time when uh, I was in practice, most of the uh, uh, people were there. Uh, where uh, it's more like about uh, uh, interior is not the first first work. I mean, people do architecture more. Interior was less. Where uh, I I think uh, differently that interior is equally important because interior makes you very uh, uh, good at the detailing part. So that's how the interior uh, can blend so well. And then uh, for me, I always say that uh, for me uh, working in architecture interior uh, is like a mental gym because on one project we are working, let's say, in acres of the land, fifteen hundred houses. And the same time, somebody will come from the office and will ask that, okay, what kind of stitches or what kind of cushion cover we will pick up. So then, from the master plan, suddenly you will think of very fine detailing of the end product of your project. So that's a that's like a nice mental gym for me. And uh, later on, the I said wisdom came to me of doing landscape designing. So uh, because I I could realize that uh, it was not complete without doing landscape designing. And uh, for me, I love landscape designing. You learn from the people, you learn from the mali, you learn from the gardener, and start working on that. And uh, uh, be bold to do the things. And that's how, uh, for me, uh, uh, it's one part because uh, uh, you once you are working from inside, you also can think of what kind of garden you are looking for outside. We are thinking uh, working on outside garden. You know what is inside, what kind of light center is going to be there. So that no, it's, it's it's really combined so well. Yeah. So also you need to keep on varying different kind of caps. You know, sometimes you will become like interior designer, sometimes you will become architect, sometimes you will become like a landscape designer, and that's how uh, the end result comes very well because uh, then it has been turned out so well. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so I think all of us want open house or even the right. Right, right, right. Uh, in the past three decades of your practice, I think all of us want to ask you this: What was the most challenging project that you have done? I, I couldn't hear you well. The most challenging project that you have done in the past three decades. So I, I cannot hear you well. So you want to say? What kind of challenges? Can you hear? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is the most challenging project that you have done in the past thirty years? Uh, most challenging for me. Every project has its own challenge. Yes. Uh, right. Let's say recently. I mean, uh, all projects are near and near to us. It's not coming up. Uh, I can segregate them that okay, this is a big project, so it's good. Yeah, yes, we did one project uh, called Mana Bazaar, which is a small community center, uh, which is uh, in the out in the like uh, other part of uh, the city, in the inner city, where there is a uh, it's a community center for the underprivileged uh, children, and uh, we had to design something for them. Recently, we also did extension for them. And I, I do remember when the project came. Uh, for me, uh, I always say that the children they don't know poverty, and uh, we are the people who say you are poor or I am rich or something like that. So when it came for us to design, we decided that whatever we did, small part of the thing we design has to be the world class. And uh, so what we thought, uh, and it was very interesting project because there was a temple of Ram, Ram ka mandir tha. And there was also Darga. There was Darga also. So it is called like a Ram Rahim Tekra. So that's how the, the, the right. deal called Ram and Rahim Tekra. So Tekra means the Sahil. So there we wanted to carve out some spaces which were available, and then wanted to create the classrooms. And now this is like uh, people's money, you know. So you have to be very responsible for every rupee you so spend because it is donated money. So you can't just throw them out, you know. So one has to become really sensitive to this project. And we created the, the very fine, uh, I would say, um, school. Now it has converted to the school. Earlier it started like a educational activity area for activity for the educational activity for the children. Now it has almost become like a school. That's how we added these new rooms. And uh, it was a big challenge because people were not able to understand 
why this is there and kind of thing and we have to really convince them and uh, uh, come up with the things and uh, it was very challenging because uh, how to bring the material there because there is small lens and we have to get material by the time next day you will come the half of the material is already gone because people were living here by taking out because they also want the cement and kind of thing so we had a tough time but we we were very sure that we want to make world class so we made believe with the exhaust brick work idea was to do the exhaust brick was to only make sure the contractor has to do better workmanship and that's how it came and uh, we have kind of uh, we have butterfly roof so i always uh, in lighter form i said this is like an ego from architect that we wanted to impose our architecture later editions are like a normal roof so that that's like more subtle with the rest of the community nearby and the community is very beautiful because it's right on the hill and i always think if we if we paint everything in a white it can as become as beautiful like any island of greece it is that beautiful because people are really built up so well yes we are very weak in terms of hygiene and cleanliness if we have the senses after covid i am sure we will become more conscious in cleaning the india completely so uh, it's a beautiful community and we added kind of architecture which blends so well it's, it's almost become part of it there was no ego of an architect to stand out that okay i have done something beautiful it, in fact it become a part of community Though it has very beautiful, fine design in terms of planning and everything, but uh, people feel it's a part of them, and I think that that was a very mature way of designing, and we are very happy. And whenever we go, it gives a lot of satisfaction, lots of happiness because people are really using so well, and they they were in need of such kind of thing. So we are actually changing somebody's lifestyle. No, so that that's where we feel very happy. Similarly, if I work with any small economical. housing or uh, one bhk or ew something i always feel very happy because uh, that we add uh, some beauty some kind of uh, better designing will definitely going to help compared to less we have beautiful uh, villas and kind of thing that that's another kind of language but this this kind of architecture actually needs lots of uh, commitment from the designers because people has to give something beautiful because uh, anyway the generation and generation are going to live there so That gives you more, much more satisfaction. That's a look. It's a different kind of feeling you get from inside. Mm-hmm. Similar way, we did uh, some uh, mosque in the uh, city of Ahmedabad, which has also turned out quite nice, which is quite old project. But the Dadamia Mosque is also very uh, near to the heart because it, it was quite uh, challenging project. The massive structure adjoining to very small housing and getting privacy when people do the prayers and everything. We Came out with a very nice uh, solution with the doors and having cross ventilations, and yeah, still uh, people love that. I also visit that places very often to understand, and they are very happy. Yeah, and when you see there are no uh, changes that has happened, there are no modifications that has happened. Means your design has improved that uh, it works very well in terms of function. Right. So, given the current scenario that we are in in this pandemic situation. What are your suggestions to the young architects? How can they make the most of this lockdown period to achieve their goals in the future? Yeah, I uh, for for me this downtown, uh, I mean lockdown period has become like a, in a way not so bad because uh, I could work with my sketchbook, uh, so I don't really need very heavy system to work on computers. So now for me it works well because wherever I am there I can I can uh, work so being at home I can work yes definitely we are not meeting people and that's how the the work uh, has become slow uh, to work for me because uh, when you ask your team or something everybody's with family everybody wants to be there and I think it was a, a needed kind of thing so first two weeks so went just like that because people were so tired and everybody wanted to be with their family so. You try to work, but I would say we were pretending that we were working from home. But we were all relaxed because I think this kind of beautiful situation never happened. So uh, many times I also write in my uh, our WhatsApp group of our office. I said, uh, if you are working something, please don't work now. It's time to see the sunset because sky is so beautiful. No, we we have just forgotten this kind of thing. So uh, what I feel that uh, developing little more hobby. Uh, I mean, first, first uh, to realize that you don't have to rush and run everywhere. Keep calm and find out the time for you where uh, you like it for uh, reading or maybe any kind of thing. You, I, I was, I was just thinking that every every house 
is a wonderful chef no i mean your husband your son or you yourself your wife or mother sister there is one one person in every home is a fantastic cook and the recipe of that house would be unbeatable to rest of the entire world no if my my wife makes something beautiful uh, food that recipe is her own and no i i can say no seventh uh, person can uh, beat that kind of thing so i was thinking if we have every house is a beautiful cook a chef why don't we have uh, every house have a gardener because it's, it's the same thing the way you uh, work and experiment here with your food you have a garden at your home either your balcony or whatever this available one can just try it out and with a small garden with cactus or herbal plants or any kind of thing i'm sure that every house become a one wonderful garden designers just imagine how beautiful the entire city or the entire country could be because that sense is come and what happened that once you do yourself you you appreciate the thing see if you are a good cook you would definitely appreciate a better food when you go to the restaurant so this is something if it's a creating and especially when you walk in the nature i mean it will be good if you start observing the nature i mean it will give you so much thing for me i paint them see why i paint this in nature because uh, otherwise you see but we are not able to able, able to absorb completely if you sketch them out you get them so that that's the idea because it's a slow process if you take pictures it's very fast that's also good memory but when you sketch it out you actually it takes a little time for you that's how you, you get in your mind and that's uh, building in your memories and then that's how it helps so to, in this uh, lockdown time i would tell everybody to become like the garden designers just try to do whatever small thing i mean try to arrange your the small parts plus minus and become i mean jeffrey bow was a perfect guy he used to compose everything you know every angle he he would think will compose so similar way we are designers i mean we have to really arrange the things uh, of our room or living space or whatever to just create so even the student of architecture they can start working with the, their parents and you know try to compose it with the same thing you know, we don't buy a single extra thing from this thing whatever you have one can create something wonderful it's the refining the skill of you know, becoming a designer Uh, pick up your one of the hobby. Yes, I would definitely right. like to say the, to the especially young people that uh, fitness is very important and uh, fitness sports is very important. And uh, I feel I, for me the wisdom came very late. Uh, I I could run well. I could run uh, half a marathon nicely. So I, I was always a good swimmer. So for me swimming was good. Uh, but uh, Uh, along the walk, you end up uh, not giving time for your hobby and especially the sports. I would say it's a part of life, and it has to be the into the daily routine. So maybe picking up yoga would be the good because we are at home. But uh, something with the sports really makes you more creative, also. So that that would be, I would say that in this lockdown time, picking up some kind of hobby, and uh, if you are not starting your fitness, uh, start doing that. Right, right. Uh, we have a very interesting question from the audience. Okay. How Indian architecture will be in the coming years? How futuristic Indian architecture could be in the okay. coming years? I think uh, Indian architecture will be like global architecture. So uh, India, uh, the platform of India will be for the entire world. So we can not say or we cannot stop somebody from outside will be coming and walking. so if you are good you have to work otherwise somebody who is good from outside will come and work what i feel that we is a time for us to learn about the regional quality regional quality of architecture so if you look at japan japan has a lot of pride of their own original architecture so they are never got influenced by the less western way of developing so when the japan got developed they still have their own kind of regional quality where uh, in india perhaps we were more influenced by the western way of working even the uh, the our uh, architects also get quite influenced with that kind of thing and we try to imitate the western way of working i think uh, we should look beyond for that try to understand and at least try to preserve our own heritage because it's going uh, on so fast so we have to see that how best we can work upon if such kind of projects are there 
just work on that to preserve that thing <coughs> and <coughs> future will be it's a mad <coughs> rush i would say we are in such a fast track that nothing is going to be in our control so the way india will grow with the economy uh, the work will also go very fast and it is not in everybody's hands so i am there there are going to be a mistakes will going to happen maybe for me for many architects something will happen but still i would say that uh, not to worry be conscious to create something nice and meaningful architecture uh, and uh, india has a power to redo the things so if something has gone wrong can correct it out no so uh, not, that will not to worry but uh, yes india is going to become big global market and uh, people who are good at it uh, will definitely work so there, there i i can see there are lots of foreign architects will be working more and more to india But that's good because if you are not good at that, you learn from them. And uh, if you are good, then you get confidence. Okay, I can do that. So, so, uh, so we can't say that. Okay, uh, we can't uh, stay in the cocoon. We have to be open for everyone to come and work. It will eventually help us. Right, right. Uh, another question. The last question we are going to pick: How much landscape plays an important role in a bungalow design? How much landscape? plays an important role in bungalow design i would say we design bungalow for garden only so actually right. uh, actually um, especially when the bungalow is bigger the people want to better garden so uh, people want to be with the nature and we we really want to be uh, with the, so garden play a major role for uh, bungalow design according to me and uh, Yeah, people. It's the nature. So if you are, if you can connect nature with your client, there will be lots of happiness. So it doesn't mean any bungalow, any size of bungalow. I mean the the landscape is the garden is very important. So if you don't have space, try to design something with terrace garden or balcony garden. But it's very important. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. For this has been such a great session. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today, and thank you, sir, for giving us so many amazing insights and behind the scenes of your practice. It has been such an amazing conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed and learned a lot as much as I did. All right, stay, stay safe, everyone. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for the session. So it was pleasant talking to you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.